0: This is Give Me Some Truth, a podcast from Walkner Condon Financial Advisors in Madison, Wisconsin. Give Me Some Truth is dedicated to providing an accessible and authentic view into the financial services industry, as well as current events and investment concepts that you can apply in your day-to-day life. you got to leave your money
1: behind you, raise your hand to the sky, that's the massive size.
0: Welcome back to Give Me Some Truth. Today we're gonna to talk about the exciting topics that are coming out from the IRS of all things. We have got Jonathan in the booth and myself, Mitch DeWitt.
1: Welcome. Yeah. Glad you guys could join us today. So we've had uh a lot going on in 2018. We've had uh with tax law changes and people having to adjust to that stuff and I know, Mitch. Uh, you know, we were looking at next year's changes, and you know, what what are the things that you've seen that the IRS has come out with that are going to benefit our clients?
0: So, what they're changing, in technical speak, is contribution limits. But really, what that means for for you, the listener, and, and clients, is that you can put away more money in tax or retirement advantage vehicles. So, you in 2019, if you're maxing out the the different ways that you can save for retirement currently. You can actually increase the amount that you're putting away towards your retirement in 2019.
1: So one of the reasons Mitch are doing this, uh, it's an inflation adjustment. So as wages go up and, and uh inflation goes up, it it gives people an opportunity to keep up. So they're not limited to the amount that they can put away for tax savings, but also to keep up with their retirement goals. So many of you might know that, you know, they have a amount that you can put in as an employee as a, an elective deferral, and that amount this year for 2018 is Now, next year when they move that up $500 to $19,000, that is going to allow you to put away more, but you have to make the adjustment. So one of the things that we recommend is as you sit down and you look at your benefits or if you're working with your HR, you take some time and look and see, can you afford that $500 increase? Is it going to be worthwhile to take it off the taxes and put it towards your goal? Um, And also uh, understand, too, that that's your employer-sponsored plan. You have an increase coming, too, for IRAs, which is great for individual retirement savers maybe that don't have access to a retirement plan. So that's on both the IRA and the Roth IRA side. So, you know, Mitch, can you talk a little bit about that and the increases that are going on there?
0: Sure. And some of you already might point out that, oh, that eighteen five number, I'm, I thought I was putting in 24-5 in, in 2018. And, and you might be right. And for those listeners, you're probably over 50, and you are able to do that. Because there's something that's called the catch-up contribution. So some of you out there are already utilizing that catch-up contribution, which is $6,000. And that number actually is not changing. What's changing is, is the base, right? So it's 18.5 in 2018 in a 401k. Moving forward to 2019, you can put in that 19,000 and then 6,000 if you're over 50 on top of that.
1: Yeah. And then again, back to the IRA too, the IRAs went up $500 a piece from a five thousand five hundred dollar contribution to a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA, and that allows you to put in six thousand next year. And the catch-up contribution has gone up; it continues to be a thousand, so you can put in seven thousand total if you're over fifty. So, if you were participating in an employer-sponsored plan and you were maxing that out, and next year's numbers, you would be able to put in a total of twenty-five thousand dollars. And if you maxed out your IRA or Roth IRA contribution as well. That gives you the potential of putting away thirty-two thousand dollars. So that's for over fifty. Now, if you're under fifty, you're going to be able to put away a total of twenty-five thousand dollars or twenty-six thousand dollars. I'm sorry. So, and that would be I'm sorry, no twenty-five because you would lose the catch-up contribution. So that twenty-five thousand dollars is the maximum amount that you could put away to be able to have a tax benefit for it. Now, some of you may say, I don't even come close to maxing out. And one of the things that that we recommend is when you're working with your plan provider and with your company and looking into the plan, is find out what the company matches. Because if the company matches, every dollar that you put in there is 100% return for you when it's vested. So we highly recommend that you at least put away what your company matches to be able to take advantage of that, regardless of what these maximum uh, contribution limits are. So this is something that we think is very important for people as they work towards these long-term goals, towards a work-optional lifestyle, is take advantage of everything your company's given you. You know They're putting that out there as a benefit for you, but in order for you to receive that benefit on the company match side, you actually have to to make sure that you're putting that money away.
0: And, and John, you snuck in a word there, vested, right? And I'll quickly comment on that because that could bring us down a whole other rabbit hole. But when you are looking at potentially even other opportunities, that vesting is pretty important. If you've been working at a place and you're not quite vested and you don't know what the vesting schedule is, talk to someone. Talk to someone in HR. Talk to your advisor. See if you can figure that out because that's an important determination if you're actually utilizing these retirement vehicles that your employer is offering. So just kind of a, a side couple sentences there on that, but I wanted to sneak that in here. So the other thing is we've been using 401k a lot, right? And And this also applies to 403B. Some of you might be in a 403B plan, which is very similar to a 401K in that it allows you to put money away in a tax-deferred vehicle. So these contribution limits do apply to those. And and sorry, for the most part, we've been using 401K for this discussion, but this will apply to other qualified plans that are employer-sponsored as well.
1: And there are some differences between 401k and 403b in terms of your contributions that you can make, especially when it comes to your catch-up contributions and the amounts you can put in um, over the last three years. But this is something that uh, we would be happy at a higher level if you have questions or if you're in a 403b to come talk to us about. Um, This is just one tax advantage way that you can save through your employer or through through a plan, too. And there's also been changes made to health savings accounts. And that's something that I know I've used with four kids. I've put money away. And you can be able to up to a certain amount take that off your taxes. You know, Mitch, what do you know what the changes are this year? Um, they've increased fifty dollars for an individual HSA and a hundred dollars for the contribution limit. So if you've been maxing out an HSA, you are going to be able to put in more. So
0: that's correct. That's correct. So the increase doesn't seem like it's as much as what you can use from your four hundred one k perspective. But you are correct. Fifty dollars. So I went from thirty four fifty in twenty eighteen. If it's only you and. It, bumped up to $3,500, what you can contribute in 2019. And then if it's for a family plan, $6,900 is what it's currently at, and it bumped up $100 to $7,000 for 2019. So if you're maxing that, just monitor it. And and some of you say, HSA, wait, what, what is that? That's basically a, an account that you can put money pre-tax aside that is used for qualified medical expenses. And you have to be in a high-deductible plan to to participate in this HSA, but it's a way that you can put money away. It can still be invested and actually grow and and be in a tax advantaged account used for your medical expenses. So that's kind of where that's coming from.
1: Yeah. And if you have questions on whether or not you're eligible uh, for HSA or based on your income limits, uh, whether or not you should be doing an IRA or a 401k, I'm sorry, an IRA or a Roth IRA, please let us know Um, and ask us. uh, We'd be happy to help you to figure that out and review your plan. I think that it's important every year to sit down and take a look at your benefits package. You know, whether it's your insurance, life insurance, uh, accidental death, supplemental um, insurances for your family members, if you have any sort of short-term disability or long-term disability options that you can add on to. So these are important things that you should review each year and make sure that they match up with what your financial goals are.
0: And similarly in the HSA to a 401k, right? there's incentives sometimes provided to plan participants of a 401k, like John mentioned, right? You put in 1% that's matched, up to 4%, let's say. So dollar for dollar, you put a dollar in, your company puts in a dollar. There's incentives in 401k to do that. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes in HSA too, your employer will actually incentivize you to utilize it by making a deposit into that. HSA account on your behalf, so that's actually another thing that you should look into. Get the the plan documents from from your HR group, but that's also another reason to consider. Hey, maybe this HSA is something worth looking at.
1: Now I know some of this stuff uh, you're talking about limits and contributions and th- things like that can be kind of boring, but I'm having a blast. Yeah, well, absolutely. I I know this stuff. You know, as I sit down and see these change, but these little increases in these changes and minor adjustments that you make to your plan over time and continuing to bump that up without changing your lifestyle can have a dramatic effect down the road because of compound interest and the tax deferral that's awarded in these. And just understanding too, what does your plan look like? For example, oftentimes people that are higher income, income earners that participate in a 401k, uh, we find when they come in here to talk to us, these are really smart people, doctors, lawyers, they don't realize that they have a Roth option that doesn't have income limits on it in their 401k. Now, you'd need to check with your 401k provider to find out if they have the Roth option for you, but it may be something where you can calculate out an amount that you'd want to put in because for the future, that money would be growing tax-free for retirement needs, and, and all of the money that you pull out, you would not owe any taxes on as opposed to the traditional 401k, where down the road you might run into a situation where you have plenty of income between Social Security and even part-time work in retirement. I mean, it's a work-optional lifestyle. And yet, when you turn 70 and a half, you might have you know, a million and a half or two million in a 401k, and you're gonna have to start taking out required minimum distributions. So getting it right at the beginning stages, even if you're in your 50s, and you have 10 more, 15 more working years, it, it's good to sit down and talk this through with us. We have the software that can help you to analyze this and be able to project out for your future you know what it's going to look like. Because the real reason we invest any money is for income. Any other reason that we're investing, if it's not for income, it's really kind of just gambling because we're not working towards a goal. And that's fine, too. People might want to just grow their wealth. But how you grow it is going to affect your income someday. It's going to affect your taxes. And we know one thing, that tax laws are changed as of last year, and they'll change again. In fact, the tax law that we have is set to to sunset um you know in 2000 in 2025 so is it 25 mitch yes yeah so 2025 so we'll see that change and if there's a changeover in terms of the the senate or the presidency you could see that repealed and changed over even sooner so and we are there to plan through all of these you know we project based on what we have now but we need to be able to adapt the plan and so that's what the first thing is most important is let's have a financial plan you know, every single client that comes through here, you know, we have a process that we call gap. And, and it's what we think differentiates us. And, and it starts with goals and then analyzing your investments, putting together a plan. That's the first P. And the second P is for personalization. But if you don't have that plan, if you don't have that process in place, it's going to be very difficult to adapt and to know if you're on track for your goals no matter how much money you have.
0: Absolutely. And and speaking of income a little bit ago too, that's another thing that is relevant to to contributing towards some of these retirement vehicles. So sometimes people, high income earners come in here and say, Oh, Roth Roth has never been an option. I to make too much money. That that might be true. For some of our clients, that is is true, right? But there are other ways that you can utilize Roth strategies as, as John is referring to. And the contribution limits has changed or or will be changing I should say in 2019 so the IRS came out and says all right for Roth there's income limits that are going to be bumped up a little bit and that limit is it depends on the way you file your taxes and it gets kind of complex there's a nice nice table around it but depends on if you're single if you're married filed jointly and then how much income is coming into your household and really The One of the rule of thumbs is, well, if you're over $200,000, you can't contribute Roth. And that is still relatively true. The IRS has bumped it up to $203,000, looks like, for 2019. I'm checking my chart here. So above that, married, filed, jointly, if that's the income in the household, above that $203,000, that is correct. You cannot contribute to a Roth. However, if you're married, filed jointly... Between one hundred ninety-three and two hundred and three, in twenty nineteen joint income, you still can contribute to a Roth. It's just not going to be to that maximum limit that we talked about.
1: Yeah, there's a phase out range, and then they use to calculate that out um, based on the the fifteen thousand dollar range that you're in, the percentage of what you can make of that contribution within that range. So the rest of it is eligible then you know, to be put into an IRA, whether deductible or non-deductible. You know, but based on the Roth limits, it should be a deductible IRA portion for that. But that, that IRA deductibility range as well is used to calculate how much is you're able to put in for that. So sometimes people fall right on that line within the range of what their modified adjusted gross income is. And so it's good for, for them when they sit down and do their taxes uh, to consider that and to talk to us about which is best. But if you have the money to put away and you have the goal that you're working towards, you know, we we highly recommend that you continue working towards that goal and make that contribution based on what your situation
0: allows. Exactly. And you mentioned modified adjusted gross income, right? Because that's actually what they're looking at. So if you're contributing into your employer 401k and you say, oh, I make 200 grand a year, whatever it is, well, your modified adjusted gross income will probably look very different when you get your tax statement, when you get your W-2. And and that is the number that we're going to be looking at when the IRS says... All right, what can you contribute? What's deductible? What's not, et cetera? So, in general, we like to see people utilize the Roth if they can, but typically it's going to be people that are, are maybe not in their higher income earning years. It might be people that are younger. However, if you're older, it's still something that can be used because it's, it's tax advantaged in the form that, hey, this tax is already paid, it can grow tax-free, I can take distributions assuming I'm the proper age and retired, and it's that kind of ultimate tax advantage retirement vehicle.
1: So there have definitely been a lot of changes that have come over the last year, whether it's with our uh, income tax rates and actually the tax brackets that we have, as well as some of the contributions moving forward in 2019. And I know that just about everybody out there that's listening in one way or another is going to have some w- something that affects them here. So again, you know, I want to highly encourage people to reach out to us, and or or next time that we sit down and talk and make sure that we have this information covered to that you so that you know that you guys are working towards these goals at the most efficient way possible, and that you even if you aren't able to raise your contribution limit up, that you know that it's available so that towards the end of the year, if if you have an opportunity to put some more money away, you'll you'll know what your choice is between my buying Christmas gifts or do I want to put that money into my uh, re- retirement. And also, if you've got a brokerage account or savings and you look at it and say, well, I don't know. I don't really have the cash flow or the money in my savings account, so to speak, or checking account (coughs) to put that away. (laughs) Excuse me. You don't have that money to put away. Um, You may be able to just transfer money from over from your brokerage account to make that contribution. So we do have clients and you do have until April 15th uh, or when you file your taxes for 2018 uh, to be able to make that contribution. It just needs to be in before then to, to be during that tax year.
0: So in a nutshell, I think today we wanted to just say there's been changes, right? There's always changes. Not, not necessarily to the contribution limits, but when it, we're talking about the IRS, there are changes and change is constant over the years. So we covered 401ks, another retirement plan sponsored by your employer. We talked about how you can actually, in 2019, you're able to put more away into those vehicles. Similarly, in IRAs, we talked about some of the contribution limits there, and from the traditional IRA perspective, how tax deductions will be changing and how much can you put there. HSAs was another thing. So, we talked about retirement, but also on the health side, HSA, right? Limits have changed and updated there. What else did we talk about? We talked about those three things. And also, I think the really main takeaway is if you're maxing, one of the things you gotta monitor is do I need to take action? to make sure I am taking advantage of these updated limits.
1: Anything else, John, that you could think of? That's all I got for you today. So I hope that you guys are doing well and getting ready for a happy Thanksgiving next week.
0: Yes, we're going to have a Thanksgiving special podcast coming up next week. Stay tuned for that. We might have a couple others in the booth as well. Thank you again for tuning in and learning a little bit about what can be viewed as the boring world of the irs but hey it can impact us all if we utilize it appropriately and have a great week
1: you gotta leave your money behind you raise your hand to the sky that's the masses of silence
2: Advisory services are offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the states of Wisconsin and Texas. Clint Walkner, Nate Condon, Jonathan Jordan, and Mitch DeWitt are investment advisor representatives of Walkner Condon. Guests on the podcast are not registered, and their participation in the podcast are limited to unregistered activities and will not be providing any advice that is investment related, nor should any comments that guests make should be construed as giving investment advice. Content should not be viewed as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned or as legal or tax advice. You should always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC, is not engaged in the practice of law. Whenever you invest, you are at risk of loss of principal as the market does fluctuate. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires a review of the investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizon. Investing always involves risk and possible loss of capital. Long-term care, estate planning, insurance products, and tax advice are not offered through Walkner Condon Financial Advisors, LLC. Wachner Condon works on a best efforts basis and does not guarantee any results. Past performance does not represent future results. Please see WalknerCondon.com for additional disclosures.